All right. We've been talking about the kingdom of God for many weeks now, and I appreciate that you've been uh, hanging in there with us. We, uh, we, we love uh, the presence of God. We love prayer. We love communicating with God through prayer, which is like the number one supernatural thing you can do. If you're like, man, I've never experienced the supernatural, try praying. Because that means you're interacting with God. You're, you're, you're not just petitioning him, but you're also hearing him. And, uh, and God, and, th- and this is a wonderful way to communicate. It's a core value here at New Life City, the presence of God, prayer, transformation, that, that the Holy Spirit would continue to work in your life and that you would be continually set free from anything that's been an obstacle between you and God and that he would transform you into Christ. And that is uh, just a wonderful thing. And also, we believe in evangelism, that, that, that this is such good news that to, to experience his presence, to experience prayer, to be able to be transformed. It's like, it's, it's too good not to tell people about the good news. And so this should be an overflow of who we are as people and who we are as followers of Jesus. And so that's core values of us. And, and we, we've been talking about how the kingdom of God is a kingdom that overlaps with the kingdom of earth, that Jesus Christ, when he died on a cross for our sins, when he rose again on the third day, he tore the veil between those two kingdoms. He, he removed the chasm. So now through Christ, we can enter into his kingdom and we also become ambassadors of that kingdom. When Jesus ascended into heaven on the 40th day, the 50th, 40th day he ascended into heaven, 10 days later, the Holy Spirit was poured out upon Mankind, And so now when we receive Christ, we receive the spirit of Christ and God lives within us. We have this relationship with God that's so close, he's actually inside of us. It says that the apostle Paul wrote that we are temples of the Holy Spirit, that the spirit of God lives within inside of us, which means wherever we go, God goes. That we're not just thermometers. We don't just walk into an area and just go, oh, I can detect the atmosphere here. This, is, uh, this temperature is evil. This temperature is you know, lukewarm, whatever. We, we can actually say, no, actually, this temperature is evil, but he who is in me is greater than he is in the world. That I can be a thermometer where, where the Holy Spirit sets the, the tone. The Holy Spirit sets the temperature, and we go in, and we say, God, bring your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. This is the kingdom of God. Now, what's amazing about the kingdom of God, we've talked several uh, things about the kingdom of God, but one of the things I wanna talk about the kingdom of God is the power of God in the kingdom of God. We are not in a kingdom that's powerless. This isn't just, a, this isn't just with words, this isn't just talk, but there's actually a dis- demonstration of God's kingdom through his power. Jesus did two things when he was on earth. He talked about the kingdom of God and he displayed the kingdom of God or he displayed the kingdom of God and then talked about the kingdom of God. He never did one without the other. You would always see those go hand in hand. And because we're his disciples and he said, disciple nations, like do as I do, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons, um, uh, uh, heal the sick, uh, uh, heal the blind, the deaf. We, we do the same, we're his disciples. The Great Commission is Disciple Nations. And, and um, Jesus was showing us how to live on earth. That's what you do when you disciple. You show someone how to live. That's what discipling's about. So I wanna talk today about the power of God that's in the kingdom of God. Isn't it amazing that Velta, who's um, bedridden, opens up the Bible. She walked, the, she walked, she 
climb the corporate ladder, being successful financially and having everything that you think you would want to, to have uh, uh, joy on earth, but yet was still lacking. And Jesus comes into her life and she is so full, she's overflowing that she's gotta tell some of the poorest people on earth about Jesus. That is the power of God unto salvation. How, how is that possible? Because Jesus gives you everything you need. You know, I was listening to a new age uh, lady who recently gave her life to Jesus. She, she was in the new age for years and years and years. And one thing she said, she said, the new age had just enough truth to keep me hooked, but never satisfied. See, that's what the enemy does. He gives you a little piece of, of, of satisfaction, a little piece of, of happiness, maybe a little bit of truth, but, but it's so full of perversion. It'll never fill you because it's not Jesus. See, Jesus is the answer that we're all lacking. Jesus is the answer that we all need, and until we have, Jesus will always be lacking. But what's so significant about Jesus is not just the words he speaks, which are so true, but the power he brings through his spirit. Let's go to Matthew 4, 23. If you wanna open up your Bibles there. We're just looking at the ministry of Jesus here. As you open your apps, as you read, download the newest version because you haven't opened up the Bible app in a while. Just kidding. All right. It says, Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. This is the kingdom of God. And then after he proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom, it says, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. Verse 24, and the news about him spread throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all who were ill, those suffering with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. This is a ministry of Jesus Christ, and he's still in the healing business today. He hasn't stopped. You know, we were at a um, conference uh, called The Stirring Here just a few weeks ago, and one of the most wonderful things that we experienced was people that I knew from the past two years who were in pain, who had significant injuries, get radically healed in an instant. Now, I knew, also knew they prayed for like a year and a half, or at least as long as I knew them, and it didn't, they didn't have that breakthrough. And then that night, it's like Jesus was walking through the room. And uh, one of the testimonies was a, uh, a man named Tommy Ruane. And uh, Tommy, if you're live streaming, or I don't know if he's here, where's Tommy? Man, you're so, you're so unassuming. I never noticed you, man. No one ever notices you, Tommy. <laughs> Because you're just a small, you know, statue. <laughs> no, so it's funny. Like, I'll get off the stage sometimes or I'll, I'll meet someone who's been live streaming. They're like, you're shorter in person. <laughs> I'm like, why would you say that? <laughs> anyway, Tommy's amazing. Uh, uh, but Tommy had significant injuries from, from uh, everything from... Is this okay to share your testimony? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna share things, you shared it publicly before, so it's okay. But just from, from first of all, being, being at war, 
having a professional MMA career and all the hardness on your body that that does, um, multiple surgeries, nerve damage, can't feel anything in his body, all through his leg, and um, someone was praying for him, our worship pastor, I think Stephen was, right? And, um, and, and I know Stephen. And um, that's how we know this is God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, man. I love you. It's true, though. It's true. When I pray for somebody and they don't get healed, I say, oh, that's what I can do. And when I pray for somebody and they get healed, it's like, that's what God can do. This is not to exalt a person except the person of Jesus. But um, I'm going to really mess up this testimony, but... He laid his hands on Tommy. Tommy felt like peace broke over you, right? Like a bowl of oil or whatever. And then, and then he said the whole night he was feeling shoots, like he couldn't even sleep because he was feeling feeling through his nervous system. And in the morning, he could feel his leg, his whole side. He didn't have any more pain. Amazing. Radical. I mean, this isn't, this isn't someone from another city. This isn't something that happened 25 years ago. This is a current testimony. And this is the power of Jesus when it comes upon your life. When, when it talks about salvation in the context of these verses, we don't just talk about being saved like we got our ticket into heaven. We're talking about also having heaven come into us and that we would actually have the ability to be able to walk in total wholeness. You know, shalom means in, in, in its full, you know, Fullness of the world word means nothing missing, nothing broken. Shalom's the Hebrew word of peace. It means nothing missing, nothing broken, total wholeness. Salvation also means totally healed. Physically, spiritually, because you're saved and God's forgiven you for your sins and now you have this relationship with him. And even that you would be set free from any demonizing, tormenting spirit. Now, one of the things that we have to remember when we're Christians, because I don't want to get us too crazy. I don't want us to be like, oh, these, these people are weird. Well, yeah, we're a little weird. If you're a Christian, you're weird. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, we believe that God saved us. We believe that we're not, this is, that we live in this physical dimension, this earthly dimension, and we also believe in the supernatural. God came into our timeline as a man lived a sinless life, died on a cross to atone, for atoning sacrifice for our sins. There is an overlapping right now because we are having the living God in our, in our lives in a physical dimension, okay? Which also means there are something called fallen angels and real angels. Angels are called messengers of God. Fallen angels, we refer to them as demons. They are, they are a spiritual beings that were created who have denied God and do not want to live for him anymore. And so now there are, there's, there is a, 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 there's a spiritual side as well as a natural side. And I talked about this, how the spiritual affects the natural and the natural can affect the spiritual. How's that possible? Well, you pray that God would move and supernaturally he moves. And I also wanna tell you that you can be set free. Sometimes, Sometimes we have emotional issues. Sometimes we have natural anxiety. Sometimes there's things that are going on in our lives that's totally natural 
and we need healing in those areas. Sometimes it's our brain. Sometimes we have a lack of, you know, the right balance of chemicals, and doctors can help us in those areas. Sometimes it's demonic. Not everything's a demon, and not nothing's a demon. Actually, I'll, I'll just even skip to this real quick. Do you know, I'm gonna sound really smart right now because I'm gonna quote a study. When it, in regards to mental torment, I, I, this is like a life hack for me that I'm gonna share as a pastor, as a Christian, as a person who does this constantly. When it comes to anxiety and mental torment, I'll read to you a study that came out in 2019. Studies have shown feelings of gratitude are primarily invoked in the ventral medial prefrontal cortex and the anterior cingulate cortex. These are deep regions in the brain's frontal lobes that play an emotional response, empathy, decision-making, and self-control. And studies have shown that gratitude reduces anxiety in part by optimizing the functioning of the autonomic nervous system as well as these same neurotransmitters involved in anxiety. This is what I mean. The brain can't respond to anxiety and gratitude at the same time. If you're full of anxiety, start being grateful. This is why, G this is why Paul said in, in, in uh, uh, Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious for anything but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So I just gave you the natural thing that's happening. The same part of your brain that is anxious and has anxiety is the same part of your brain that has gratitude and thanksgiving. And if you focus on one, you can't have the other. Like you can't be anxious and grateful at the same time. So if you switch to gratitude, the anxiety can't come in. How do I do that? Well, when I get anxiety, now I get anxiety because I have seven children, I get anxiety because I have bills, I get anxiety because I need breakthrough in areas of my life, I get anxiety because I'm a pastor and I hear a lot of things, and, uh, and uh, because they're na that's a natural emotion. Anxiety can be a natural emotion. It's not like, you know, God, so anyway, so, but what I do is, I, you know, a deep sigh always helps. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. And if I don't have much to be thankful for right away, I start with like the smallest thing in my life. God, thank you that today I have breath in my lungs. God, thank you for my 10 fingers. If you have nine, thank them for nine. <laughs> start there. What's crazy is what you build up to from there because you just start thinking of all the great things God's done in your life. And before I know it, I don't even know what I have to have anxiety for. I've just filled my brain with so much gratitude. So that's a natural way to fight it that God's given us his, his word. His word aligns with science. I just think the more we find out about science, the more we find out how much his word affirms or science affirms his word, in my opinion. So there's the mental fight against anxiety because Jesus wants you to be totally free, totally whole. He wants your physical body to be healed. But in Matthew 8, we read from Matthew 4, let's go to Matthew 8. Jesus brought the kingdom of God and the power of God to be delivered. 8.16, 
When evening came, they brought him to many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were ill. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. Like, when you read that scripture, you don't have to do an exegetical study on that because it actually tells you what it meant. This is awesome. It's like, oh, Jesus did this because the word said he would do that. He took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. And if you're ill this morning, Jesus can heal you. If you have mental torment, Jesus can heal you. If there is a spirit that has made a stronghold in your life, and what happens, and, and, and if this language seems really new to you, that's okay. I'm just gonna kind of simplify it for you. Sometimes you could do something. I'm just gonna create an example. Sometimes we get bitter about something. I've done it myself. That bitterness is repeated day after day, and that bitterness can turn into hatred. And then it becomes such a stronghold in your life, you hate more than you love. You become bitter more than you love. Anger is short. It's quick, quick to get angry. What I say is that, that, that demons are attracted to sin. And if you keep sinning, you keep that door open. You're, especially if you're a Christian, you, you know better, but you're like, man, I just, I'm going down this path. I'm refusing to, to turn my, my affections towards God right now. And this is the sin I'm gonna stay in. Well, sin creates waste, just like children create waste. And waste attracts flies. Sin attracts demons. And they will make a home if you let them. They will nest where you let them. And then I find people that are so in a stronghold they can't get free themselves. Now you might not hear about it a lot, maybe you've experienced it yourself, but I hear about it because I'm a pastor. And things that people come to me with, they don't talk to you about. They talk about the weather. It's nice in New Mexico. Hey, do you see there rain, it rained over there? In that one spot yesterday? Um, no, they come to me and I, so, so sometimes what's so, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm talking about how to get, you know, how that happens, but what I wanna tell you is that Jesus can set you free from these things. You know, David, my friend, he, he spoke here last week, he worshiped pastor. How many heard David Leach preach? It was powerful. And so his ministry on the piano, just amazing. And just... But I mean, he, he didn't tell you his whole testimony, but I mean, I know it's just amazing and I'm not gonna share it because he didn't share it, but I'm gonna share some of it, but I'm gonna be so indescriptive of it. It could be anything. But even as a Christian, even in someone in ministry, it, was, it started out as a one-time thing that became a full-time thing that he thought he could manage. And here's the thing, when you start telling yourself you can manage something, it means you haven't been able to manage it. So all of a sudden it became a stronghold in his life where he didn't have enough faith himself to get free. But when it came out in the open, everyone around him supported him, ministered to him, and helped him get free. And there's times in your life, see, your, your personal decision to follow Christ, that's your personal, that's your faith. That's, that's your faith saying, I'm, 
using my free will to surrender my life to God and, and have faith for that. That's, that's your own individual faith. And most of the word is talking about your faith. But there are times, and I was talking to someone about this yesterday, there are times where you might not have the faith for breakthrough, but the person next to you does for you. In healing, Tommy got healed because Stephen had enough faith to pray for him. Tommy had enough faith to receive it, but he's been prayed a million times before that. Maybe it might be for freedom. It's like, I, do, I just don't have faith anymore to get free of this thing in my life. But someone next to you says, you might not have faith for it, but I have faith for it. Some of you might be filled with anxiety, being tormented your whole life, and you've accepted that in your life. That's not God's plan for you. And if you need freedom in that area, we wanna pray for you, and I, we'll get to that. Got 40 more hours, we'll be right over there. Joel 2.32, let me just encourage you. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. Do you believe that? Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. Isaiah 61.3, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. The spirit of despair that you might have. This morning, God's offering a trade. Joy, beauty, praise. just read a few more scriptures and then we'll close. The believer and the church can pray for the sick and Jesus can heal them. We talked about this in James 5, 14. It says, uh, the apostle James wrote this, is anyone sick among you? Then he must call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And then I also wanna read this scripture to be biblically sound, 1 Peter 2, 24. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds, you were healed. And I wanna tell you right now that the ultimate healing in your life is nothing physical. The ultimate healing is Jesus Christ forgiving you for your sins, he becoming savior and Lord of your life and you living a life of freedom. And that's first and foremost. Jesus said, is it, is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or rise and walk? And Jesus did both. He forgave him for his sins first. And then he said, now let me heal your body. So wherever you're at on this spectrum, that's like a word a lot of people use nowadays, on this spectrum, whether you need healing, whether you need freedom from deliverance, whether you need healing in your mental torment, whether, whether you need healing of your own soul because you don't know Jesus in that way and he is not your savior, all of it's available for you today. None of it's limited. And I will read one more scripture. It's, um, it's a few more verses. It's from Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. 
And I just, I just want to retrain how we're thinking about God, his kingdom, and the supernatural. Jesus, it talks about renewing our mind, changing the way we think. Romans 3, 14, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father. What's he saying? For this reason I pray. With whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you may be being rooted and grounded in love. That is a fruit that should be happening if you know Jesus. If you say you're a Christian and you're not rooted and grounded in love, if there's a halt, if you're like that fruit that's something you get squeezed in hate, obnoxiousness, <laughs> doubt, you know, all that stuff, it's like, are you really rooted and grounded in love? That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breath and the length, and the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses all knowledge. That you may be filled up to the fullness of God. Okay, guys. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly, God's calling you right now, far more abundantly. Come on, Jesus, we're gonna answer this. Far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever, amen. I wanna invite you to stand. Come on. Man, I feel the the power and the presence of God so strongly. And um, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of faith that God's gonna move today. Wasn't planning on it. I mean, I just hope God moves, but you know, I can't force his hand. But he's good, he's faithful. And I want you to understand that the kingdom of God is here. Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. What's that mean? It's within reach. It's within your grasp. You just gotta reach out to it. It's within your reach. And I want you to experience his freedom for those who need freedom. I want you to experience his healing for those who need healing in your body. I want you to experience his wholeness for those who do not have peace right now and for those who are actually reaching but can't find him. I want you to know that Jesus is right here. And if you wanna give your heart to Christ, you've never given Jesus uh, to be your Lord and Savior ever before or you wanna rededicate your life to him, today's the best day to do it. In this moment is the best day to do it. Because I wanna prophesy over you right now that God has an amazing plan for your life and he wants to use you powerfully and set you free. So I want you to hold out your hands like you're receiving a gift or you're And I first wanna pray for anyone who needs healing in their body right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you brought the kingdom. I thank you that your kingdom is here. God, I thank you that you don't 
have a powerless kingdom, but your kingdom has power. Your spirit has power. Lord, and I pray for anyone who's having issues in their body right now, whether it be autoimmune, whether it be a physical limitation, whether it be a, a disease, Father, I pray that you would heal it all just as you did in the Bible, just as you do today. God, that the testimony of Tommy would prophesy to people in these pews, in these seats right now, that they would know that your healing is possible. Lord, I pray right now for a baptism of power in this room. Come Holy Spirit, command all pain to leave in Jesus' name. I command every disease to die in Jesus' name. Father, as it is in heaven, may it be in this room right now. There is no disease in heaven, may there be no disease in this room. There's no pain in heaven, may there be no pain in this room. Jesus, I'm asking that you would display your kingdom right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Jesus, the deliverer, I'm asking that you would walk through these rows right now and every chain that's attached to somebody's life right now, their spiritual life that's so bound up right now, Jesus, would you break every chain? In Jesus' name, we command every addiction broken. Command every addiction broken. Those hidden and those seen. Holy Spirit, would you break off every tormenting spirit that's filling people with anxiety and dread? Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you'd break it off and that there would be a flood, a deluge of gratitude and praise and peace and joy flow into their lives. Jesus, I can't do this, this is you. We're, we're waiting on you right now just to come. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. Lord, we ask that you would normalize blood pressure. Not sure if someone had pain in the back of the right arm, but I believe that's a word of knowledge. I just we just speak healing right now to pain in the back of the right arm. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, as your eyes are closed, I just if you felt a chain break off your life, just I'll just raise a hand, just wave at me. I just want to see what God's doing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know some people might not know if they're healed right away because they have to test it out or maybe they have to actually go to a doctor, but uh, whether you felt God heal you or if you actually got better, if your pain went away, if you could feel better, just raise your hand, just let me know. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I see your hands. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, Jesus. Okay, while, while your eyes are closed right now, I just also want to give an invitation. 
Maybe you've been thinking about it for a while. Maybe you've done it before, but you've not been with the Lord in a long time. And you wanna give your life to Jesus. You wanna give your heart to Jesus. You wanna say, God, I wanna serve you again. I wanna give you my ashes for you, for everything you are. I wanna make you Lord of my life again. I wanna experience a relationship with you. Just raise your hand at me. Thank you, I see your hand, I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand back there, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like to do this as a church, if we could do this together. Say, say a prayer with me, is that all right? Just repeat after me. And for those of you who are just giving your lives to Jesus or back to Jesus, this is a prayer that I want you to pray and know that this is just a, the start of a journey with Jesus. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for giving your life for me so that I could be set free. Jesus, I wanna give you my life now. I surrender my life to you. And I wanna make you Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me where I've fallen short. Forgive me where I purposely sinned. <laughs> and Lord, help me to live an empowered life for you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Baptize me with your love and your power as I live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, guys. Let's give Jesus a praise. Come on.